we're back. Sam, what did we miss? That was freaking quick. Uh, sports. Let's talk about it. What, what's what's this episode? Uh, Today's episode to is brought to us um, locally, actually, the, the Grand Valley, huh? The Pioneer Valley. Try to, try to speak with some some, some gusto, <laughs> some some enunciation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Arc Point. So today's episode is brought to us, brewed with tenacity. Arc Point Brewing Co. Uh, make me a bicycle clown. That that's not me speaking. That's <laughs> the beer. So yes, this is not a wine. It's a New England double IPA. Belchertown, Mass. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it, uh, no, what do you think, actually? You know, I, th- I think it's pretty good. I think it's damn, like, damn good. <laughs> like I, I'm, not a big, uh, I'm not a big craft beers guy, if, you, if, if anyone who I knows me. I think you soon me. will be. I think you soon will be. I mean, maybe. I'm a, I might be forced to with, with the wine. It kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's like it's uh, two cousins, not distance one it's, either. It's culture oneself. You got you to gotta have both. But I mean, it's just, this is pretty fucking good. It's a little. I mean, it's it's very refreshing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because we just drank a whole bottle of wine. Well, hey, hey, hey! They, <laughs> they, they, wait, wait, they don't wait. know about the continuity of these things. Um, in terms of year, there's no year for this, obviously, guys. I was just testing you. Um, I think it's pretty damn good too. I don't know what I I would give it on a scale. Sam's of 10. already basically killed his half cup. <laughs> Wrong. If you look, it's at least halfway. What, full. what percentage? Uh, what percentage is this on there? I know craft beer is a little eight, high. What does it say eight, on there? Something? Eight point one. Wow, yeah. for a beer. Yeah. All right, so, like but I, but I, but I do think it's pretty good. It's um, I'd call it like a seven six. Sure, seven six. It's good. Yeah. Maybe seven seven eight. It's damn good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't. I would it. recommend. It's that's the thing with these things. It's very easy to hate them. Like, I agree. I think it's very easy to make a bad tasting craft beer. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. What is this? An IPA? But double. this is good. No, this is really good. What's the difference between a single and a double IPA? Do you know? Zero clue. What could the other I mean? I mean, I know usually it's Indian pale ale. You know, I hate to be this guy, Sam, but you have a gaping hole in your pants. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Not to, no, no homo. Yeah, hey, nuts all out. <laughs> Wearing blue underwear. Oh, man. Wow. But anyways. You, uh, hate, to, you hate to mansplain like this. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, what are, what are we talking about about today? So, t- so today we're we're, we're going to do our favorite big four. Sorry, favorite non-big four sports. So to the, clarify, the big four yeah. are what? M- well, in terms of leagues, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. That was, you're drunk. What? <laughs> the MLB, MLB NBA, NBA, NHL, NFL. Did I miss one? That's those are big four. Genius. Who's drunk? I mean, well, reverse, <laughs> reverse, <laughs> reverse, <laughs> reverse. <laughs> but um, and I, I think we should include just general soccer with that. Yes, that because is because obviously it's the most popular sport in the world, mm-hmm. and it it should be. It just in the United States, Although it won't. The MLS be. is on the rise. It really is. I don't know they're, if it'll ever reach big they're, five they're stats. They're growing quite quick, rapidly. Yeah. A sport management major at this fine institution. They are growing. All right, all right. That's so what they tell us. Um, let's see. Uh. Your favorite non-Big Four sports. So you want to start us off there now? What do I got here? Um, to rattle off some really quick, right? So I think we're going to have some slightly different lists here, the way we approach this. But I have, in the, uh, I guess it's in a particular order. Cycling. As in this is ranked from like your favorite or something like that? Yeah. Let's call it ranked. Cycling, tennis, and NASCAR. Okay, wow. Let's, um, let's start with the cycling. cycling. I am I t- I, aware that you were a big cycler in your past life. In high school, I was a big cyclist. Mm. You know what actually derailed me is that 
um, let's call it junior year of high school, me and my buddy Chad, maybe he's listening right now, mm. he, um, we, we used to race our bikes, road bikes on the roads with adults. Pretty fucking legit. In like these, these big events? Yeah, like 100 people racing like side by side. What do you, what do you win, man? Dumb close. But, um, what do you win? What do you win? Yeah. I don't know. Fucking pride. But, oh, there's no money involved? No, it's like amateur. It's like an amateur yeah, thing? It's just oh, okay. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going on these like 40-mile bike rides a day. Like, like doing actual bike workouts, like real now, deal. Now, a big question I have in about the, cycling. In all the gear, the the tight spanks yeah, you're wearing, the, fucking, um, the butt pad. One, the big question I have related to cycling is um, obviously I know of the the Tour de France, but what other uh, cycling events are there? I've never heard of a cycling event. I'm glad in the you asked States. because I can go all day, Sam. Let's hear it. So there's the Tour de France. Okay. The, the Tour de France. As they, as they really as they, say. Yeah, Fran- yeah Fran- France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got the Giro d'Italia. That's uh, the tour of Italy. Okay. You have the Vuelta a España. That's the tour of Spain. Okay. Those are the three big ones. Those are the three grand tours. Those races, they last a month. What, what the hell does that mean? So they go 21 days, and you're cycling 200 kilometers a day. That's like 120 miles. And, like, it's varying. So some days will just have flat for, for the sprinters, as they say. And then you'll have maybe some rolling hills, which are a little harder. But you you can't just like jump in for pieces. Obviously, no, you, you do, the, do whole the whole thing. thing. Oh, okay. And like, and then then you have like mountain stages. These guys are going up and down the Alps, mm. Sam. It's fucking. It's the Tour de France has been dubbed as the hardest event in athletics. Period. I believe it. I mean, it's, 120 it's miles. People, people complete these things with broken bones. If you crash and you like break your collarbone, people keep. You're going. not gonna get help for 19 days. People keep going. <laughs> It's insanity, and they're and not to mention they're they're biking like thirty miles an hour, dude. When they go downhill, they hit they hit like seventy miles an hour, going down ski slopes. And that uh, is why we wear helmets when we race. Noah's a big helmet guy. You should see his noggin. Well, dude, the craziest thing is that they didn't even wear helmets until like two thousand five. Really? Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Is band is performance enhancing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they just, they, they, it wasn't like required to have them. But the reason I'm so into cycling was because Lance, Lance Armstrong, obviously. Robin Hood of athletics. He seven may have been a doper, seven-time Tour de France champion, hell of a philanthropist, broke the record. American. He was the best American cyclist, and there's not many. Mm. So then I'm like, and he, he retired in 05 after he won his seventh. Excuse me, a little burp. <laughs> but then he came back. Don't get that two, with the wine. He became back in 2009, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know, what, 11 years old. I mean, I liked riding bikes at that time, but not very seriously. And. And I know that Lance Armstrong is coming back just from watching ESPN and such. So I'm scrolling through the TVs one day, like, bored as fuck in the summer because the Tour de France, it runs from, like, beginning of July to the end of the month. And um, I come across Tour de France on Versus. You remember Versus? It's now it's NBC Sports. Crazy network that had random yeah, stuff on it? Random shit. Like cycling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I come across it, and they're like, because, and they had a, they would, like, had a tracker on Lance Armstrong, wherever he was within the field. Like, they, they knew it automatically. And it, I was hooked. And from then on, I've watched, I watch a tour every year. It's the best month of my year. And then one day, you hung up the bicycle and never rode again. Oh, I didn't tell this story. The reason I stopped riding my bike is actually because um, I got in this horrible crash. <laughs> horrible crash. Chad wasn't there. Chad left me. I, I was in the race by myself with all these adults. And we're going to, it was like a, it was a, it was a, a circuit. So we're on the last lap. I'm moving up, moving up along the side, along the, along the shoulder of the road. And then we're going fast. It's like the last lap. You're going like 28, 20 miles an hour. So I'm, I'm moving up the side. And then I, someone, someone tries to body me. I'm on, my, on the left side. 
because he was going for the same line I was. Yeah, people prep for these races by doing hella push-ups and pull-ups and whatnot. Precisely. <laughs> so, so I'm moving up the side, and this guy bodies me. And then I, 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 sh- I, get, I get pushed into another guy. Now I'm, now I'm wobbling out of control. <laughs> and then this guy clips Now, when my you say guy, no, are these like grown men? And you're grown like men. a middle school kid? Grown men. I'm like, and I'm like 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then, then I'm wobbling out of control. I'm trying to, I'm trying to regain, regain my balance because I'm still trying to move up. And then, and then someone clips my back wheel. And I go down. I go down hard. I go down on my right side and I skid. Any injuries? And I skid on the road, Sam, for like 25 feet. The road rash was insufferable. And meanwhile, my poor mother, standing, <laughs> standing at, the, at the finish line, everybody goes by, she goes, where's Noah? <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and then minutes later, I, 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 finished, I finished the race. Remember that. There you go. Because I'm a fucking doer. Doer, yep. I'm a doer. Damn right. And I finished the race. And my mo- mom is like, oh, my God, he's, he's, he's a hero. <laughs> Call the ambulance. <laughs> Again, I'm just like blood gushing down my entire side of my body. The shower was excruciating. Oh, my God. The grit on you, Noah. I don't, you know, if, if you weren't a fan of Noah Camp before you heard this episode, the ultimate, ultimate grit. You are now. Uh, so what, what, uh, thanks for the, the personal anecdote. Now, what other did you have on the top two? So it was cycling, tennis, and NASCAR. NASCAR. We'll skip tennis because I think, I think tennis, in terms of popularity of sports, is a solid six. I think tennis is pretty popular. Yeah, people it's like, like it. It's like, it's like golf and tennis, you know, mm. kind of on the same playing field. We're very popular around the world. And, you know, they get us all. Yeah, I mean, my, my parents are huge tennis people, but my thing about tennis is I just like the fits and the grunts. And the fits. And alongside the fits is the professionalism of it all. It's, it's quite, uh, I don't want to say gentleman, but it's, it's, it's a noble almost. You golf know? and tennis both. It's like a, it's a gentleman's game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so let's talk about NASCAR, right? So the same thing growing up. Now, NASCAR, I want to admit that I know nothing about it, but my spidey senses tingle because right now there's no sports, but... NASCAR is coming back. NASCAR is coming back. NASCAR and Korean baseball are, are our things now. All we have to look and for. Fight Island, UFC. What the fuck is Fight Island? Dana White bought a whole island. Oh no shit! Just for fights. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but but no NASCAR. Couldn't tell you how the fuck I got into it. I probably like NASCAR because growing up, I mean, Cars. That... Cars was my favorite movie. Sam, you know about this? I saw Cars. Was? It's one of my favorite movies, but yeah. when Cars came out, I don't know when it came out, it was called 2006. Saw it five times in the movie theater. Hardo. Fucking great movie. I could, <laughs> I, I could recite the whole opening scene. I am speed. <laughs> don't get me going. Um, now, NASCAR, as, as far as I understand, I think it's one of the most popular sports in the United States. Yeah, no if doubt. If not, honestly, as it far might, as I, it, it might, might be number, be it might be popular. the, yeah. Um, and like I said, I know nothing about it. I imagine that um, the tailgates for NASCAR events are unbelievably well, the fun. The thing about a NASCAR tailgate, typically tailgates are outside the stadium, but a NASCAR tailgate is in the infield of the racetrack. Really? Yeah. So the tailgate never really ends. Oh, so when the race begins, they keep racing around them? So let's say, me and Sam, we want to pull up to a, a NASCAR event. We're going to come, we're going to come with three of our boys, and we're going to rent an RV. We're going to park this RV in the middle of the racetrack. Jesus. Because the racetrack... I think I, in that one sentence, I now understand the allure of NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> because NASCAR, the tracks at the bare minimum are a mile around. Those mm-hmm. are the short tracks. And then it goes up like mile and a half. And then the biggest ones are like 2, 2.2. But the whole party is on the infield. Like nothing happens outside the stadium. Yeah. Everything happens. And then the crowd, sure, it's great. But everything happens on the infield. Like, each event will have its own. It's like, what's that stretch of, uh, 
of New Orleans. That's really cool. Bourbon, bourbon Street. Bourbon Street, yeah. Each NASCAR event basically has its own Bourbon Street in the middle of the infield. Really? It's electric. And you don't have to pay extra to be in there? Maybe you do. It's like a, it's like a VIP? I don't know about that. I imagine you'd have to pay a fee to like park your RV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's pretty What wild. they should do is they should get like Kelly Clarkson or something to set up booth. That's what they do, Sam. Really? They have these concerts, these events. Dude, the, it's, it's unbelievable. Food left and right. Like Sounds like the great American sport. And everybody's so amicable. Uh-huh. You go anywhere. Like, you get it. Can I get, can I get, can I have a burger? Like, yeah, fuck yeah, you can have a burger. Wow. Have you, have you been to one? I've never been to one, but there's one in New Hampshire. So you're speaking Sam. of pipe dream. Well, I've, 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 I'm, I'm a fan, so yeah. I know. But, but Sam, there's one in New Hampshire. We should, we should look into that. I think as a company event, we should go. We should. But, but it was just so that our listeners are informed, there's three different types of racetracks because everybody thinks they go left all the time, but they don't. So you got your small tracks, which is like the one in New Hampshire, actually about a mile long. Then you have your, your, your mid-level ones, like a mile and a half, like, like Lowe's Motor Speedway, for any of our NASCAR fans out there. <laughs> That's in Charlotte. Surely we have some. And then the most notable one, is this what's funny about NASCAR, is Daytona. So the... The, uh, the word. This the, guy. The this word. guy. <laughs> the words. But um, the Daytona 500 is the biggest race in NASCAR, and it's at the beginning. Because the Daytona 500 starts the season, it's the most... Important race, and then and then you go to the playoffs in the fall. So they start their season with the biggest race. You start in February, and it's usually the same day as the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the day of the Super Bowl, and then the night. So that for for fans of both, that's probably the biggest day of the year. Pretty fucking electric. Yeah, but no, dude, NASCAR is great. And 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 there, I didn't mention this. There's road races, left turns and right turns. Believe it or not, that's um, that's okay. something I, I ought to look into because I've been a NASCAR naysayer. You know, I haven't said anything particularly bad about it, outside of, like, why would I want to watch people race cars? Um, you know, and I have other doubts, like, it's a long race. It's, like, two hours. Four or five hundred miles a day. Yeah, so, but, but now, you know, now that I know the allure of the whole event, I think that it's, it's interesting. I mean, objectively, like, I think it's kind of the thing where, like, you're in it for the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's watching every lap. Plus, you know, you got the hero story of Dale Earnhardt Jr., right? And his dad tragically died dad racing died. cars. His dad, well, his dad, it's like a whole lineage with Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. Like, his dad, his, that was my favorite driver, Sam. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's the only one I know. So and Danica Patrick. Go Daddy. <laughs> Go Daddy.com. <laughs> I, I thought GoDaddy.com was a porn site. I did for the longest. <laughs> in, in fact, it wasn't until probably college that I realized that it was a website domain host, yeah. like a domain um, site. When I was younger, I finally sacked up and typed in GoDaddy.com, and I was disappointed. Yeah, I think I what they—I like re- felt like a real rebel. I think what they do is they lure in these hornballs with a little bit of money in their pocket to this site that they presume to be pornography, and they get there and they're like, "Oh, this is just a site where I could buy a website." You know, I, I hate—I hate to be this guy, I really do, but Danica Patrick was doing women no favors yeah. <laughs> doing, doing that ad campaign. <laughs> Yeah, no, none at all. All right, so <laughs> moving on. Um, Those are your more traditional obscure sports. Yeah, so I, I actually took a completely different route with this, and I actually um, truly wrote down obscure Let's sports. Let's talk about the weird ones, bro, because so, there's a lot of them. So and personally, I think every single one that I have is weird, but I'm going to go through my, my favorite non-big fours, um, which none of them are really big sports anyway. But I started with parkour, um, kind of like free running. It's the one where people run around and shit and jump off shit. Uh, do flips and stuff. They jump off a building. They land on the next building. So it's incredibly, it's, you know, body. It always, it always ends in a roll. It's not parkour if you didn't yeah, land so in a roll. You, you, you jump, roll, land, run. And it should be continuous. Con, continuous. Continuous. It should be continuous. Spell, spell continuous. C-O-N. 
T-I-N-O-U-S. I'm a sp- I former spelling bee. I think you missed an O. C- I think it's O-U-O-S. Continuous. C-O-N-T-I-N-U-O-U-S. There you go. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm a horrible speller, but continue. I'm, I'm an incredible speller. What do you got after parkour? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so actually, you know, we sh- we ought to go parkouring one day and document it. <laughs> not, not good on the knees. Like <laughs> <I tell> you. <laughs> if you think I'm doing a roll, <laughs> you think, if you think, you think I'm climbing like, anything, like, like I don't even th- like. Actually, not true. I think I can do a backflip. Like I'm physically capable of executing a backflip. You know, I have this theory about where parkour came from. I think, I think it's all due to Spider-Man and Batman. It they, must be. They they made parkour cool. Although, you know, I can't say I know too much of Batman's parkour activities, but Spider-Man, he might be like the folk god of parkour. Well, he's cheating. Well, yeah, he's cheating. Is that why? You know what? I hate to completely sidetrack it because this has nothing to do with sports, but is, is people's love for Batman the fact that he's not a cheater and he truly has no superpowers? He plays by the rules. You know what they should do? is they should come up with a, a superhero similar to Batman, except not only does he not have powers, but he's just like a middle American. Like, he, he, he works at, like, I mean, the deli. The equivalent to Batman is, like, Iron Man. But they're but both, he's rich. They're, they're both billionaires, they're both rich, yeah. yeah. They, they ought to come out with a guy who, like, works at the deli. He's just a fighter. He's just a fighter he's like, in, like, in a mask. <laughs> Blue-collar yeah. fighter <laughs> in a mask. And, yeah, but. and he loves sports. <laughs> <laughs> he, lo- <laughs> he loves real-time sports. <laughs> Um, and then next I have kickball, a classic American game, um, just like baseball, for those of you who know the rules. A simple game. And, you know, I, I don't want to dive too much into kickball because there's no fan. It's, it's like a gym class game. But if you, I think the, the least athletic thing one can do in sports is, is miss the kickball. If you, if you whiff, it's one thing to, like, whiff in slow pitch softball. Okay, yeah. sure. Maybe you just timed it poorly. You timed it poorly. And you... And you missed. You went for you went for too big of a hit. But if you whiff in kickball, not only aside from sure you missed the ball, which is sure. a big enough target in itself, and it, to me that's the biggest. But I want to say this is that if you miss the ball, likely you're gonna fall. Yeah, like because if you you wind up and kick, all balance is lost. Hmm. You're gonna fall, and that's and that's when that's when you gotta retire. That that made. The, uh, maybe we sit down and we think about it. We'd come up with a lot of unathletic things one could do, and I'm sh- surely that'll be a video one day. Uh, but missing on the kickball—that's that's up there, unmatched. And then, and then finally, um, I have ultimate frisbee, ultimate disc as well, they call it. Uh, yeah, ultimate disc. So um, I hate that fucking sport. See, once again, I get this from from gym class. Uh, I find it fun. I think it's similar to football. It's it, the rules are, are interesting. You can't move at certain points and in whatnot. In gym class, they really let you, at least at my school, I think you've said this, Sam, is that we never played. I never played a real sport. We never played traditional sports. Yeah, tr- tr- the, the, yeah. the, the, the closest thing we got, like, okay, like, first five minutes of the gym, they let us shoot around. And then the closest thing we, like, played as a group to a real sport was, like, floor hockey. We, we had, um, uh, I don't even know the name of it, but it was, like, we ever have those, like, Q-tips, like, the, uh, it's like a plastic rod with two soft foam ends. Yeah, we used to, we used to play hella stuff that like uh, floor polo or something. Well, this like that. was actually sick back in the day. So I went to devotion school, middle school, right? What the hell's that? The school was just named devotion school. Oh, oh. Pub- public school in Brookline, Massachusetts. Oh, okay, yeah, right. There you go. Shout out devotion school. <laughs> 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 Episode brought to you by. What's your mascot? 
the bees. Brought to you by the bees. <laughs> <laughs> but we had, like, I mean, best gym teachers in the world. Um, what they would do is set up this thing called the Devotion 500. And I don't know if you remember, but there were these little, like, I'm going to call them scooters, but they were very low to the ground. You would sit on them, and you would, like, pull yourself along. Definitely scooters. Yeah, we'll call them scooters. And they set up this, like, intricate course throughout our gym, and it was the fucking best. It was that, and at the end of the year, when we got to play Capture the Flag, we, the we, peaks of gym class. We ought to relive that memory, Noah, and grab, um, or sorry, make our own course. We should make we our should, own course. Though, fucking free time. And then we should roll through it, and then we should challenge our listeners to beat that. Um, we'll, we'll, be a, we'll be a trend before we know it. Yeah. And, and um, <coughs> so my final one, because we didn't really talk too much about Ultimate Frisbee, but there's not much to be said, is Monkey in the Middle. Classic game. Um, this may be the first sport ever. I don't want to speculate know, that. I don't want to throw out rumors. But you know, to I me, want you to know that Monkey in the Middle is bullying. It may be in its, its, its purest form in a good way. <laughs> like, you don't mean to be nefarious. It was always the, 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 the monkey was always, always the, he's the, the nerdy kid. kid. He was the kid who was not great at sports. Or, or he was like the, shout out Friday Beers, he was like the fringe guy in the group. I mean, if I ever found myself in the middle, I was getting out immediately. Yeah. Hum, not, not, weird brat, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always you, figure you, it out. When, when, when you get out the middle, you, you take your, your hand, you wipe it across your face, and you go, phew. <laughs> Thank God. I'm out of there. Because you know, if you, you stay in the middle too long, you look at your cool friends and they it's like it's like that your your coolness evaporates off you kinda of, the you know, longer you're in there. I think Sam that being the monkey for let's call it more than like six tosses back and forth is on that list of most unathletic things yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because if you really think about it, there should be no way that like I mean, unless you're throwing like sky shots that you can't get out of the middle. Like there's a there's a strategy involved. Here. Yeah. You, if, if you're really that guy darting back and forth, you look like the stupidest person on earth. If if you even have like a shred of disbelief in your athletic ability, please, this is honestly a public service announcement. Do not let yourself <laughs> get caught in the middle, monkey. You will not survive. Don't be the monkey. <laughs> you will lose your it. status instantly. Um, so why don't we get into like some obscure sports? The weird ones. Okay. Because. Because those are some people have heard of everything that we just mentioned. Naturally, like you, you think you know a lot about sports until you Google obscure sports. Until you, until you're on the Wikipedia page, that's a lot of uh, a lot of pages worth of sports that you've never heard of. Yeah. Sh- shout out Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe for sure. Eastern Europe forcing it with these sport names, but uh, go ahead. So Noah. let me get into this. My yeah. first thing is uh, is man versus horse. Okay. And it's, is this a boxing match? It's not. All right. So what, what happens is, uh, let me, I mean, so basically, these people, they doubted whether or not a, a horse could beat a man in a marathon. So what they do every year is they get one horse, and they get whatever man is willing to, to, to battle the horse. The town hero. The town hero. No, anybody can enter. It's a, it's a squadron of humans. Oh, okay. It's, so It's, it's, it's human... It's the humankind versus horse. It's, it's the, the battle of the, the species. Precisely. And they race in a marathon. But, but you know, that, that might be, and I hate to cut you off, but that might be like the, the mark of our human dominance is we are the animal species that finds ways to challenge other animal species and things that is not related to survival. And it's not about eating each it's other. It's not about eating each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just curious. 
but just for some some marks. So since the year two thousand, we got horse, 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 human. All right. Horse, horse, human again. Okay. 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 And then horse, 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 horse. Hor- so the, the so horse, the horse is on a win streak since 07. Jesus. All right, that's that's a 12 year win streak. They're on quite the heater. Now, now these humans, have they erected gold statues of them in the city or what? I would hope, but they should but put these, them in New York City. But these humans, like, for reference, like the humans that win, they're running like like 215 in a marathon. Which oh, okay, is, so these are superhuman. They're like they're like elite athletes. Yeah. It takes an elite athlete to beat a horse in a marathon. Now, now how? Which is kind of surprising to me because horses have. An exuberantly higher top speed. Yes, but I think we are built actually for marathon distances. I think that our the the, the humans of the past they were quite the runners away of things. All right, all right. You know, I, I completely nothing to do with sports, but I was I once googled strangest deadliest animals to walk the earth. Giant sloths. You Giant probably, sloths. You probably very lazy. Animal. You probably no 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 beast of well I think they're related and they're in the sloth family but they're killers <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think I think you had to run 20 miles away from them <laughs> to, to get away from their wrath <laughs> <laughs> not only were they killers did they have stamina <laughs> it's a wonder they're extinct <laughs> <laughs> but uh this, this is a good one um uh, in terms of obscure sports, we've got Baskashi. All right. I know it's Buskashi. Buskashi. You, you want to take a guess about where that's from, Samuel? Uh, I'll tell you. Bul- it's Bulgaria. Oh, all right. All right. There you go. The um, Middle East. The, the, the goal of this sport is simple. Grab the carcass of a headless goat at full gallop. <laughs> get it clear of the other players and pitch it across the goal line. Played all over South Central Asia. It is the national. It's not only it is from Afghanistan. It is the national sport of Afghanistan. See, this is their baseball. Like, like I'm I'm in the camp where you know um, I like to give credit to these third world countries. Um, sorry, developing nations, whatever. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of nice places there. But then when you come out and here on the air and you tell me that they they hunt goat heads, you can't make that stuff up. You cannot make that stuff up. So I'm wondering, like, is is this a rite of passage? Does everyone have to, to slaughter the wild goat and become a man? I mean, it's not only, like, it, it's a game. It's, it's, they've truly made it into a game. There's, not only do there's you a, have to the ride score? A, not only do you have to ride a horse and, and, and fight off these other dudes and grab a goat head. <laughs> is, you got to pitch it across the fucking Is the goat line. alive? No, it's, it's a pre-killed goat head. Oh, it's a pre-killed goat head, and you just grab the goat head. I mean, imagine that if they had to, like... Literally, ch- with a machete, chop this goat's head off in the middle on a horse, and then grab it. That would be must-watch television. Peter, be damned. Get that on the Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> Get that on the Ocho. And then my last one. Uh, this might be the, the the best one. It was number one when I googled obscure sports. Um, it's shin kicking. <laughs> oh my god. Um. The description is all you need for this game is four shins. Now, this is a, this is a classic one right here. This is a classic one right here. All you need is four shins and a high tolerance for pain popularized by immigrants coming to the United States from the UK. Where else? Yeah. <laughs> it, has, it has found a niche in pop culture and became a staple of legendary and you know, manliness. I, I take back that monkey in the middle might be the first sport because this might actually truly be the first sport. Um, shin kicking. It probably, shin kicking. It probably predates writing. Predates reading, and then the immigrants obviously they kept it alive and they brought it back. You know, here. I, I think the reason it's so not to 
like I, I love immigrants. Yeah, I'm an immigrant. Yeah, you're, you're an immigrant. I, you and I both. Yeah, yeah. Immig- immigrant. I'm a Russian Jew. This guy's from yeah. from Ghana. Ghana. The, gra- the great, <laughs> the great nation. But what I presume happened is that you got these immigrants coming over from I don't know the UK, Ireland, maybe the Czechoslovakia, Russia, mm. and and they wanted to play baseball. That's America's game. They wanted to participate in the melting pot. That is America. Get involved in baseball, yeah. football, but. They said no. The cool kids are like, nah. They said no. Fuck off. Get out of get out of here like, with like those. Th- these immigrants pulled up with like no mitts. They didn't even have their own bats. Get out of here with that accent. Yeah. <laughs> Take that back to the fucking slums. So so they were out on the outskirts and they gathered amongst themselves and they said, damn, like we walked six miles to get here. Like my shins hurt. Oh, you <laughs> hurt your shins. <laughs> Shins hurt no, now. no, no, I got a game. no! They didn't even they didn't even say my shins hurt. They said, they said one of them said my shin feels better than ever. He said like my shin feels better than it's ever felt. And obviously, other curious guy, every every friend group's got a curious guy said that can't be right. And he delivered a blow to his friend's shin. And that's when it all began. And that's when it all began. He felt the pain, but but this guy who the first victim actually he was a trooper because he didn't roll over and say, uh, the, the, the pain, the pain, like, why did you hit me in my shin? Uh, he, he, he mustered up the courage Retaliated. to strike back. And then there was a third party there. Those guys didn't back down. The third friend, he witnessed this, and he had a great chuckle. He said, I think we just did something. And then, you know what happened is, the mathematician over in the corner said, I bet you five dollars on, on on red. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then they went back and forth, and then, and before we know it, it's number one on the obscure sports chart. And in in classic Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer fashion, the the baseball kids took a gander and they said, "That looks looks really fun." But but I think they thought it was beneath them. So they didn't join. So they did. So that's that's why it was it was sheltered into the far reaches of sporthood. You think like. You know, it'd be great if they're if if these shin kickers they had, they had a ring, or or like a you know boxers they get in the ring they go around they go back to the trainer. You got oh yeah, <laughs> they, got, they got someone in their corner. They you got, got someone rubbing, rubbing their shoulder. Precisely. Squirt squirt a little water in their head. But, uh, now now how Sam, does how do you think one trains for this, Noah? Because you must prepare. I, you know, I want to give. Credit. I don't think I don't think you can prepare. Because this is kind of like that sport where they um, slap each other in the faces that's been going around Instagram and Twitter lately where, you know, they're just exchanging hard slaps. They you might just stand there and Well, you know what this also reminds shins. me of, Samuel? Is, is the sport of cheese rolling. Okay. Now, now cheese rolling, that's, that's actually on my list of obscure sports. No shit. Yes. No shit at all. Cheese rolling, for those of you who don't know, and I, really there's, no, there's not much to it. I think it could be boiled down to a, a few sentences. There's a, a hill, most likely steep. A it's com- extremely steep. Extremely steep. A community of folk, um, like a lot of them. And I, I think they come from all over the world. Yeah, so this is, a, this is not a local event per se. People are coming from every which way to roll the cheese. Um, or sorry, to chase the cheese. Chase the cheese. Because the cheese, um, a roll, it's called maybe, I don't even know, like a foot and a half. I've never seen a cheese wheel with my own eyes. Maybe a foot. In, in my mind, I think it was very big, but then I remember Googling it, and it wasn't that big. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, so they're, they're not large cheese wheels. Although it's valuable, very valuable yeah, cheese. Yeah, so, so it's worth, it's, um, for lack of a better word, priceless, right? You can't put a dollar amount to that. Indubitably. So what happens is at the start of said contest, they take the cheese, and they give it a slight push down the roll, and, you know, gravity then takes effect. And then... Um, 70 miles an hour, it's rolling down that hill. Do you, do you think that there's, like, a gun, like, to start off a race, or is it, like... 
on sight. As soon as the cheese starts rolling, you're good to go. What I'm imagining is that everybody's is on a line. Yeah. And there's maybe one guy who jumps the gun and maybe tumbles down the hill to his fate. Yeah. But I think I think you're going on the cheese. It's, now, like, it's like it's like in football. Now I want to talk about that tumbling guy because I think that first and foremost, like Noah said, the cheese is rolling very fast. So obviously this is a hill. I don't know if any of you have ever run down a hill before. Very bad for your knees, very dangerous. I mean it's not a hill, Sam. I, I would go as far as to say it's a cliff. It's a di- yeah, seriously. It's a borderline cliff. Yeah. If you if you don't even have if you don't have perfect like if you don't have perfect footing on this, I think it's safe to say that you are a goner because I mean um, I mean no matter what, you're not running down this this hill, Sam. You're 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 tumbling. Yeah. That's what you've signed up for. You've willingly signed up for to, broken neck, broken arm, and broken tumble, leg. Tumble down a hill in pursuit of a goddamn roll of cheese. And, and I think, you know, for our, our mental health camp out there, this this may be one of the biggest sources of PTSD. People talk lactose intolerance in terms of genetics. It may stem from this traditional fear of rolling cheeses down a hill. <laughs> I mean, I might, ever, I might never eat a baby bell ever again. I might never eat a <laughs> I already wasn't eating baby bells. It's probably d- dug into my subconscious, but I think strategically... Once you probably che- saw it on SportsCenter one time. Yeah, and I said, never doing, never doing that. I think that you let the, the first guy, the fool, you let him chase the cheese. Because, let's be honest. The, the fastest human alive, right? Let's say Usain Bolt. I think his top speed's like 26 miles an hour. Yeah. So, like, you're already never going to catch this cheese. Never, ever, ever. Did I mention it's going 70 yeah. miles an so, hour? So, you, you, I think you probably get it, what, at the bottom of the hill? I, think, I don't know. I, to me, it's really just survival of the fittest. If you make it all the way down without, like, a bludgeon fr- to the skull from a stray rock, then, and you're not, like, incapacitated at the bottom of this hill, yeah. then you get the cheese. Yeah. And what prize are we talking? Also, here's the thing, Sam. Although what I just said made it seem like it's sheer luck, but there's some guy who's won it like 26 times. So it must be incredible so skill. Or or he's playing in a bush league. Like we cannot discount that. He may be leagues above his, his teammates or his competitors. You could call it that, or he's just a complete nut. Mm. And he just launches his body without regard. He, he might be on PEDs. What do you think a PED looks like in this in this in this sport? <sighs> Not your traditional PED. So he's this guy is juicing. So I think before this match, before the ball rolls down the or sorry the, the cheese wheel rolls down the hill, I think he's strapped to a chair. He might be injecting like red blood cells, <laughs> like maybe just to feel a little more alert. All right. Um, uh, I think he's happy. So probably Molly. Okay, like he's just. Like he, it's not even like he's chasing a wheel. No, he's just like uh, he's chasing he's, happiness. He's on an ultimate high. Right. He might not even he might not even see the cliff. Well, well, I think that too is you might throw some I don't know acid in there, and enhance the performance there. Well, to me, you just get like, what's a what's a really strong painkiller? Vicodin. Is that a painkiller? What's the one where? Yeah, Vicodin is a painkiller, but I'm thinking of what's the one where these these people do it and they're like lifting up cars and throwing oh, cars. Oh, that shit the the like like Al Qaeda used to. Yeah, use. yeah, yeah, like the, like the ter- like terrorist like shit. Superhero. <laughs> yeah, that's that, amounts of adrenaline. That's what they're on. So clearly, this is the world's most dangerous. Or sport. I mean, I mean, if it was, I would just get ob- obliterated. I would get so drunk beforehand. I think we were talking about NASCAR tailgates and, you know, we've all been to a tailgate. I think that the cheese wheeling tailgate may be the greatest of them all because if you're, if you're a spectator, right, 
I feel like you're drinking in a way with heroes, so you're having quite the celebration. It's almost like you're sending off um, your family to battle. You know, I don't even think, I think there's a distinct difference between a tailgate and a pregame. Mm. I think the cheese wheel is a pregame. I think, I think you're... What's the difference, though? I mean, the well, difference. a tailgate is you got grilling involved. You're, you're getting ready for the game. Yeah. Like you're getting ready to, to, to watch something. But a pregame, you're getting ready to go out. You're getting ready to go, go into battle out at night with, with is your it boys. A, is it a nighttime? In a, in a party setting. All but, right. but, but to bring this to the cheese analysis, to the cheese wheel, you're not, you're not tailgating. You're mm. not making food. No, You're no, not no. getting ready to watch this. No, no. You're getting as drunk as you can to, to, with your brother I don't think that's it's about a, to dive down this cliff. It's no sober man's game. It's not, because think about it. It's the same thing. Like you're, we're going out, we're getting drunk. Mm. We're 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 preparing ourselves to to go talk to whoever, do whatever, maybe wingman, whoever. Yeah. If you're pre-gaming for the fucking cheese roll, you are mentally preparing yourself to go to prepare your accidentally your break an arm to to send himself down this hill. Like send a drunk text, send something down this hill that he, that that he knows he might not recover from. No, I I think. The fact that, um, and granted, I, I've never Googled this at all, so I know nothing to do really with this. Um, I think that the fact that some man has won it several, several times paints to his eliteness more than anything. No doubt. Like, I think that he is, like, the Wilt Chamberlain, so I think in 70 years, like, the league will gain some parity. Like, I think that, there's, <laughs> I think that in, thir- in 30 years, like, you're going to see, like, a great rivalry, like the Magic and, like, the Bird of, like, cheese rolling. Like, these guys are going at it. And, like, some nations yeah. pitted, against, pitted against each yeah. other. Yeah, and then, obviously, in, like, 60, 70, like, it'll be kind of even. People are, someone different's winning it. But, like, you know what we're waiting for in the cheese rolling games, actually, the big three era? We're, we're, we're waiting for three guys to, te- to team up and, and, and take it down, you know? And they're just we're missing that. Yeah. You know, we ought we to tune in next time. We right? are, who, who do you got? What do you got out? What else you got on that obscure list? Um... Extreme ironing, which is, I think, a tongue-in-cheek play at a sport, because obviously this is not a sport, um, but it was listed under the Wikipedia page for sports, which is comedy in itself. So the idea is uh, ironing. We're all familiar with pressing a shirt. Um, nothing worse than a wrinkly shirt. No, nothing. Um, I'm probably wearing a wrinkly shirt now. It's been hanging up in my closet. I don't even know if I own an iron. No, I do. Somewhere. A hole in his pants. Anyway. Um, they, they find the most crazy spot that they can find, and then they iron their shirts. Do they iron in a specific manner, or is it all about just, like, the thrill? Of- I think it's less about the actual ironing. Um, all, the rules probably state that the shirt must be ironed, but I think that it's mostly about where are you ironing. I found a slight hole in this. Doesn't an iron have to be, like, plugged in? That is quite the hole, but... I'm sure they bring some sort of electricity. Then maybe that's a part of the goal. All right. All right. And then um, honorable mention, uh, wingsuit flying. You know, that, that feels like a great one. Sam and I were on a hike the other day. We were. And, and he brought it up. He said, you know, Noah, if I, had a, if I had a squirrel wingsuit right now, I'd jump the fuck off this thing. And, you know, he's paraphrasing because in my a way, I probably phrased it was no fucking way. But it would be a great it would be a great place for, for <laughs> someone with a wingsuit to jump off and, and dive. Because I mean we were what five hundred feet up, like which is in, in retrospect nothing. Yeah. It was or maybe it was actually six hundred, it was sixty sixty foot building. Someone yeah. And I'm thinking like these people they just 
let their bodies free. And I think they, they wingsuit with parachutes. Otherwise, there'd be no way they land. Yeah, otherwise, they'd, it'd be like ultimate parkour. You'd, yeah. have, to be the, you'd have to roll of rolls yeah. to land. Um, and I'd love to see a race of this. Um, it's actually incredible. It, it, the, I, I have no words, actually, for it. Because, you know, the thing about humankind is probably since the beginning of time, people have been trying to fly and imitate the birds. And now we have it, but it's a back burner. In fact, here we are talking about it as if it's an obscure sport, when really this is a dream of many. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, sports like that, it's like, it's like, um, like, like you said, what is it, wing flying? What is it called? Uh, I have it as wingsuits. Wing wing suits. Yeah. It's like wingsuits, like parasailing, normal sailing, skydiving, any, most winter sports where they're like going off jumps, that's like, that's where Red Bull lies. Mm. Red Bull gives you wings. Red Bull has that whole market wrapped up around his finger and, and yeah. NOS, NOS, NOS energy drink. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> and they kill it. Why, you know? I think extreme sports have really found a calling with these high sugar energy drinks. That's what I was about to say. Why? Why do you think it is that is that that's that niche that that fits that? No words. I don't know. I feel like you you tie high sugar to high activity. I guess. I mean, if anything, like to me, these alcohol companies should be tying themselves to extreme sports. I but think that just sounds like that would be a horrible. I, yeah, I agree. I think sports do everything in their power to not tie themselves to alcohol. Like the NBA some, doesn't I mean, allow their do. players to... Bud Light is, like, the biggest sponsor of the NFL. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, the NBA doesn't allow players to have personal endorsements with, like, alcohol brands. Yeah, that's true. But... All right. You know all you got for Obscure Sports? That's all I got, yeah. We learned a lot today. All right. We sports. We talked about it. Let's continue to talk about it. Mm.